Are you ready, Rachel? Uh-huh. Jasper? Yeah. Kiki? All right. <laughs> All, All right, right fellas. fellas. Let's go! Can you tell we haven't left the house in a hundred days? In over a hundred days. Hey, Rachel. Yeah. Welcome to Dungeon Wives. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is my talk show. This is a show where I go on some dungeon dives with my dungeon wife. Wow. Or dungeon dives with my dungeon wives. And I'm Mackenzie, the DM. Oh, nice to meet you. Who are you? question is that who am i <laughs> who am i <laughs> who are you people who are you though um, for the listeners who maybe this is their first time listening um, to this up to our podcast and in that case i'm so sorry i wish i could make a joke that's like i'm a i'm a lover i'm a something I'm a something, 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 but I don't know any of the you're things that You're a bitch, you're is. a lover, you're a child, you're a mother, you're a yeah. sinner, you're a saint, and you do not feel ashamed. I know I don't, and that's all you need to know about and me. And your name is also Rachel. Sure is. And you're my wife. I am. In real life. In real life. And a real life wife. A real life wife, and also in this game of Dungeons and Dragons that we play. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. There's some tension. There's some yearning that needs There's to happen. There's some longing. There's some pining. It's about the pine. I've yearned. Have I yearned? I've pined. Have you yearned, but have you I've, pined? I've longed. Mutual pining. The best kind of pining. <laughs> do you want to play some D&D? Sure. All right. <laughs> I have to do my little, like, where we last left off. Yeah, you try and get there's, through that without laughing, bitch. There's not much. I mean, let me see. What did I write? I, I can't. Only you know the answer to that. And I'm about to tell you. Where we last left off, Alkyne and Alexandrite visited the well, met an ethereal and cool priest, and had some more cryptic visions. Our duo made a plan to continue, quote-unquote, touching important things to see if any more visions happen, whilst also making a pit stop by Alkyne's family in the Sunstar Forest. They also warned Ashar, the aforementioned cool priest, of the dragon and plight of Biergo, and they ensured our duo that they would appeal to the Sharvas Council to send siege to assist the city of the All-Knowing. They left out of the North Gates and were warned of missing traitors from Willow's Rest and danger on the North Roads. A few hours into their journey, Alkaini noticed strange statues off the road and went to examine them, finding them to be in the form of terrified travelers, seemingly frozen in time as stone statues. Nearby, bushes and trees are parted and destroyed as if something large tore through them. What do you do? A panic. I'm gonna panic. <laughs> uh, roll into panic. Let's see how well I panic. I panic really bad. It's a three, so I guess I stay calm. Or maybe it's you have a panic attack. Maybe it's just like fully bad. No, I rolled to panic. Okay. And I feel like panicking well is when. I don't know. I always feel accomplished after panic attacks. I'm like, wow, can't believe my body can do that. <coughs> um. Whereas when I don't panic in a situation, I feel more accomplished and the opposite of panicking. So I'm going to say stay calm. All right. So Alkaini stays calm. What do you actually do? I'm going to be like, hey, Alex. Yeah. There's a... Uh, we should move. Okay. Um, Do you see any statues? Yes, I do. I do. And, and she, she comes down and 
starts looking at them and she says, I've never seen anything like this. Mm, bad sign. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Well, I'm staying calm. Do we need to help these people? Are they people or are they statues? They look like people. And, and, and oh, she moral conundrum points a little bit. And you see now that it's like the stone that is making up this person. It looks like somewhere around their eye. It's like their eye isn't fully stone yet. And you see the little bit of the eyeball trying to move and look over at you too. And you see that there is a little bit of like a fleshy bit that is being slowly creeping up and covering into a statue. Like it is like they are The stone is up. like growing. Yeah. <sighs> so you've never seen anything like this before. I mean, obviously I, I've, I, I've heard of it. There's a, there's certain types of creatures that can turn people to stone that Great. can petrify them. Um, there's, there's, basilisks there's medusas there's all kinds of things but i i've never heard of them being over here in this part of the continent at least um i'm gonna like not touch the statue because there's no way this statue can tell me if that's cool with them at the moment or not but i'm gonna like get closer to little knot stone eyeball and be like wolf we're gonna figure this out and the eye is sort of it, it is trying so hard but as it's like it finally kind of moves it's pupil over to look at you and you see almost maybe a tear escaping no. as it is like fully turning to stone no. as it fully encapsulates oh, the no. eye in stone and the tear begins to it it, it it kind of clips its way out and and, str- and makes its way down the stone cheek of this person is this reversible did i just lie no no it, it's um it needs a powerful priest or or cleric, you but just but left a priest. But but no, they they can be helped. Um, okay, well, uh, first we should get rid of whatever is making them stone, right? That's step one. Yeah, I mean we have to figure out what it is. We can't look at it, if anything, because then this will just happen to us. Um, but we we should stop it, or we should do something. Gosh, do Medusas and/or Basilisks have dark vision? Roll nature. Uh, four. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, Alex. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, yes. Do you, kn- do you know? I mean, that was technically me asking Alex to begin with, but... Oh, gosh. Um, I, I'm not quite sure. I've never really come in contact... I've never read any book ever. ...with any of them. I know what they can do. I know that, you so know... Was, if, you had to see what you, that was. It was a nat one, right? Was it a one or a seven? It was a seven, okay, but... never mind. Yeah. Um, she's like, I, I obviously know the, the sort of... I don't even know what you call them, boogeyman-like stories, where if you look these kinds of creatures in the eye, then you turn to stone. I think that there is some sort of window of opportunity to be able to fend off their gaze. I know that averting their gaze is basically All right. a way to avoid it completely. Okay. But All right. So let's figure out how to, how to fuck up these eyes. <laughs> I wish the audience could see the weird, demented-looking smile Rachel just shot over at me from across the table. Uh, we're gonna fuck up these eyes. Did we do a long rest? Um, I can't remember because we got to the city and you just kept going through it. Yeah. So no, you didn't rest technically. Gosh, 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 gosh. Well, let's. Well, actually, wait. Since since your last battle, you have because it's been a couple nights. So yes, you've had a long oh, okay. rest. Okay. Because you, you forgot you, to take the slot the off. Last, the last. The last. Um. 
battle you all had, right, was with the yeah the knights, right? Yeah. yeah you there was a couple more knights before you made it to Sharvas, okay. so you will have rested between okay. then. Okay. Okay. All right. So I mean, that just means I have like one more spell slot than I thought I did. I mean, hey, every spell slot counts, right? I sure hope so. Um, gosh, I can make it difficult for creatures to hear. Can I make it difficult for them to see? I guess I could throw my ice knives in their ice eyes. Put those ice knives out in their eyes. Delicious. Ice knives, ice eyes. Can't lose. I don't know what's <laughs> absolutely lose, friend. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel a furry little foot touching my 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 little toesies. There's a little baby underneath this table. A little fur baby. She looks so cute. She is making just the most gentle eye contact. I'm so obsessed with our cat. Rachel is taking a photo, and I will post this photo on our social media of how gentle this little cat looks. Is she giving you enough, like... Affirmation? She's yeah, like, you to, can blind this creature. To get through this battle? Is she doing that? I would like to think so, but... Let's find out. I guess we're just gonna look for this thing. I mean, Alex points at these this this very very um, wide looking sort of area of bushes that have been completely just like torn through uh, tree branches littering the ground, and she's like, um, "I'm gonna take a wild guess and say that might be it." Which in that case means if it's a Medusa. It has something bigger, or it might just be basilisk, or it might just be something I've never heard of. But that looks like a lead. She says, pointing over at this just... It looks like a path was made by a creature. let's go. (laughs) You don't sound excited. (laughs) Would you be? Yes. Just playing my truth, my emotional truth. But let's be sneaky about it, actually. Okay. Like, we're not walking directly down the path. We're, like, okay on the outs. <laughs> Roll stealth. Okay. <gasps> not 20. So Not 20. Not 20. Oh, shit. Let me just see. I, I got a not 20. <gasps> and Alex got a not 1. So, <laughs> together, that makes a 10. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's in the middle. Yeah. Um, I just love... This just feels like your relationship. (laughs) And Alex has a nat one. Alex is just the loudest person known to man. (laughs) You are like slinking wonderfully. Your feet, your I assume your bare feet, kind of sink into the mud a little bit. No, I have this like those like shoes that like (laughs) that that have toes. Yes, (laughs) Vibram. Yeah, I used to wear those because there was a a lesbian I had a big crush on in uh, high school (laughs) and she wore those and I was like I'm gonna wear those because she wears those I wanted her to like me so I actually owned those weird ass shoes for a while delicious Mm -hmm. I love it they look very comfortable they're pretty comfy yeah wow do I want to get a pair of those again who knows it's 2020 it's 2020 baby 2020 and you're being so slinky and quiet and Alex is just tripping over everything running into shoes at one point a branch just hits her square in the face she is <laughs> wildly loud and you're you just have to deal with it but it doesn't seem like there's anything around to super 
attract that noise, but she is not doing a good job at sneaking with you. Um, and a big portion of it is because of her armor is very loud. <laughs> but eventually you follow this path and it lets out into this sort of more open area that you see there's a kind of like a, a big hill. Like you're, it's like, it seems like you've gone a little bit um, east off of the path and you're getting into a very hilly area. So you're seeing now in the distance, there's like lots of hills, tall, it's not mountainous, but for lack of a better word, kind of mountainous yeah. hills everywhere. And this area that the path opens up into is there's like it's sort of like a little like glade that we call it i guess so it has yeah. a little pond and a big hill that opens up and it looks like there's like a cave sort of built into the hill and there's this smallish pond and you're about like 80 feet away from the pond like it opens up it's pretty wide and you think you see maybe like another statuesque figure sort of over by the pond near the mouth of the cave Okay, can we just observe for a second? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you, well, like, in what way? What are you doing to observe? Can we see any, like, can I see any movement? Am I at an angle where I can see any movement in the cave? Um, roll perception check. <laughs> um, nine. You, it's, it's pretty sunny out right now. Um, it's like, or the, like, the sun is close to sunny. You probably have, like, another, like, hour of daylight. And so it's not, like bright in the sky but you still have sunlight and you're sort of moving around the perimeter staying sort of within the trees i assume trying to look in and it looks like it's a little it goes a little deeper it's not like a deep 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 cave but you you don't really see anything within it at this distance um you maybe get the idea that it goes in and turns a little bit the cave itself so you can't really see if there's anything in there because there doesn't that doesn't seem to be the kind of open space in that cave at where you're at right now, at least. All right, let's edge towards that cave. All right. You start to make your way a little bit closer. You're keeping an eye to see if you see anything around you. You don't seem to see anything at the moment. As you get closer to the mouth of this cave, you see that it is indeed another statue that's sort of nearby the entrance. And it looks like it's sort of in the form of... Um, like a half orc person and it looks like they're sort of they're like the, the the other people you saw were both like two it was like a human and an elf one of them was like l- reaching out to the person who was like falling on the ground who was the person you saw who was still sort of there and this person uh you see that like the ends of their hand are still forming the stone like it's slow and they're they're almost fully encased much like their companions and it looks like they're reaching out trying to crawl maybe even into the water trying to crawl away to some sort of you know safer space. safe space yeah. and it seems like they were they were caught and so they're 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 just, they're sort of they're kind of low on the ground reaching out trying to escape and they're right by the mouth of this cave is there any piece of alex like alex's arm is very shiny right mm-hmm. reflective yes almost yeah um is there any piece that she could take off quickly and efficiently I, funny enough, even though I'm a Greek mythology person, I did not even think about you asking that. Um, and if you look at Al, Alexandrite, <laughs> I'm so tiny. <laughs> I hate that we have such similar names. They're just Al's. Um, you you know you see you look over at her and you're trying to think this and you see this very you know like curly haired, scrappy looking sweet bluish woman with round glasses and um, she is standing there. Uh, sort of looking at this person and she lifts up to scratch her face and she has this gorgeous giant uh, shield that she carries with her always, which you know, because she has 
a shield and a quarter staff as her weapon. And so she pulls her hand up and, and it catches the light a little bit. And she has a, a shield in a very Perseus fashion. We're going to use your shield as a mirror. What? We're going to use this shield as a mirror so that hopefully when we see it, it isn't looking directly into our eyes. Oh, okay. So, let's go. Let's rock! Yeah! Now it's a it's a montage. It's just a fun, silly montage. Yeah, it's a fun, silly montage. <laughs> All right, so what are you doing? I, I just, let, like, let's just advance into this cave, not looking directly ahead <laughs> of us. Okay. But at either the ground to make sure we're not tripping over, I don't know, bones or more statues, but using... It's funny that you're like, oh, I'm a Greek mythology person and I didn't even think of this because I was like, in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, they used a little hand mirror, but we don't have a hand mirror. So I hope <laughs> there's something reflective on either of us that we could use. Um, but we're using it as to kind of like peek. I don't know if there are corners necessarily, but to like. We're not looking ahead. Okay. <laughs> I, I kind of understand what you mean. So you take your, you take her shield off. Her AC drops by two and she immediately goes, oh, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> and tingly. I'm tingly. My AC is lower. Um, and so you're sort of holding it and you're looking down and it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a darkish cave and it's the shield itself is reflective, but it's sort of like domey. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sort it's of hard warped. to get, like, yeah, it's a little warped of a vision if you're trying to look through, like kind of at, with it as a mirror. Movement. Um, and so, yeah, you go into the cave and it goes about like 20 feet before it takes a slight turn a little bit. Um, it's, it doesn't feel like it's a necessarily deep cave because the slight turn opens out into a wide area. And so you get to that sort of area where it turns. Um, you aren't stepping over a lot of stuff. It seems like a pretty clean cave, weirdly enough. It's a tiny basilisk. Um, and you hold it in there and roll a perception. Do you have dark vision? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You can roll. Just normally. Perception, perception, perception. 14. Yeah. So you hold it out a little bit and you move it around a little bit. And there's not really lights in here. Um, and But you see sort of the image, this sort of like, like clearly there's like not a lot in this cave, but you see that there is sort of like a large, jagged looking creature that is just sort of like in the center of this like larger room that is sort of just still. Well, guess I'll die. <laughs> you walk in there and you die. And then the game, uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, we're done it's after 13 great. episodes. It's been great. Um, I'm going to shillelagh my staff. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll cast Moonbeam. On it? Yeah. All right. What do I have to do? Uh, a silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range. Until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time, or if I cast it directly upon it, uh, or starts its turn there. Wow, I anticipated my needs. Uh, it is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and it must make a constitution saving throw. Okay. It takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. Because again, it is my favorite type of spell, 
or even if you lose, you win. <laughs> All right. It's not a shape changer, right? No. Okay. Well, you know. You you sort of lean out a little bit and you chuck my Molotov cocktail. You're, <laughs> you're squinting your eyes because you don't you can't really tell exactly where its face is. You just see sort of like a mound of a thing with you can even tell how many arms and legs it has in this light. You see that it's sort of jagged and it has like spikes coming out the top of it. And you you sort if of you fucking brought me into a dragon's lair and then like the basilisk comes back after a hunting trip and is like, well hey guys, I'm gonna be so mad. My dragon roommate's dead. What? <laughs> no, my dragon roommate is on fire and very angry. <laughs> can you imagine? I would be the Donald Glover Jeff Basilisk bask with like pizza. <laughs> the basilisk come back to pizza and it's I like know, it turns somebody to stone and they were carrying pizza bro like what a day <laughs> um you hold your hand out and you rip the light of the moon through the top of this I sure do. cave and it is asleep so it's curled up so it doesn't look exactly like this but this is what it looks like you see this sort what? of reptilian i mean what is that eight-legged long-tailed oh, nasty like kind of spikes coming out the back I mean, of it probably very beautiful by basilisk standards but for me personally could do without all of those spikes can they shoot spikes i don't know i i feel like i'm getting this mixed up with a chimera maybe yes i'm not gonna tell you the stats of my little monster I, d I didn't say, give me the stats, Mackenzie. I said, boy, I sure do hope that thing doesn't <laughs> chuck its little spikes out of its skin at me because that's gross. But you see this. It's sort of like a blue-skinned, like, wide-mouthed, spiky, reptilian-looking creature. And the, the moonlight slams down on it, and it, it, it ignites it with these ghostly flames you see it in all of its glory and it's not really because i'm not looking at its eyes i'm gonna have to be really careful about letting you know that at okay. the top of every turn yes so you 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 know you throw it and then you you look you see what it looks like and you avert your gaze immediately i assume you maybe duck back behind this little corner yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it yells out in pain and it makes a constitution saving throw you said yes okay oh please fuck up it rolled a four. Oh, wow. So Delicious. It's so it's going to take 2d10 radiant damage. All right. Roll that damage. Roll that okay. tasty damage I for me, please. I got all of my d8s. I got all of my d6s. None. You didn't grab any d10s. No, because I was like, I'm not going to need them. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I have to choose the right one, you know? When some, you lose some. That's nine points of radiant damage. Alrighty. Is it perhaps? Is it dead? Is it dead? <laughs> did, that, did I do it? Can you imagine <laughs> if I was like, all right, and then it dies and you're good. <laughs> That's it. Well, you know. Let me do basic math momentarily. Enjoy that sexy little nine points of damage. Alrighty, so this slams down on it. These flames lick off of this creature's skin as it and like lets oh. out this sort of yell, this scream, and roll for initiative. Okay. You got a little bit of a surprise round right there. Oh, and 19, and um, plus two, that would be 21. Whoa, okay. I guess, I mean, would that count as my turn? That was that was your surprise round, so okay. you will be able to go again, I suppose. All right. 
because I'm a nice DM. Thank you. Um, <gasps> that was. <laughs> you were lucky. What's, what's that its plus? What's its, its initiative? Uh, I'm not gonna tell you that, but okay. it is lower than you. it. Also rolled a 19. Um, but so it's it either is plus a, one, plus two, or it plus is zero. A slower creature, so it has a uh, or it's, less. It's a uh, 18 now. Oh, interesting. But it did roll the same as you, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it I'll said try one. it. It <laughs> said try it. Um, and then that is Alex. Hmm. And then this is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> this is another one. For what? You don't For know. For whom? You don't know. Does she have a friend I don't know about? You don't know. Does she have a wife I don't know about? Every creature in this world has a wife. I do. Everyone love has a wife here. <laughs> I do love that the big twist in TV shows is so often like, who is she? And it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's Addison from Grey's Anatomy. It's like, I'm his wife. <laughs> or what's her face in, in, in Winona yeah, Earp? Yeah. I'm her wife. Um, and, th- yeah, and the, the basil, th- I'm like, who's that behind the basil? It's another basil. The basil's like, I'm their wife. No, what if it's not another basilisk? What if it's like just a fucking human and it's like, <laughs> I'm her wife. <laughs> this is my basilisk wife. My she they basilisk me? wife. Honey, oh my God, you're my she they basilisk wife Correct. in real life. Correct. Holy shit, honey. Wow, we're holding hands. We're so cute. We're holding hands. You're my little she they basilisk wife. Delicious. What a beautiful day. My, bi- my bisexual basilisk wife. <gasps> Bicyclist. Bicyclist. I'm a bicyclist. I'm not. Um, okay. So, so top of the order obviously is you because you rolled very high. I what did, did. you have to do? I'm gonna cast entangle. Alrighty. So moonbeam is concentration. Is entangle also concentration? Oh, it is. So I'm not gonna cast entangle. Okay. These rules. I should be able to concentrate. I'm just going to say that Alkini has ADHD, which means she can concentrate on nothing, but also multiple things at once all the time. So that rule should not <laughs> to apply to her. We're going to have an ADHD home rule uh, that Alkini can. very helpful for me. Oh, honey. Um, ADHD wife. ADHD wife. Dungeons and ADHD. Um, don't want to do that. What does Moonbeam do? Like, does it? It's if it starts its turn there, it takes more damage, right? So yeah. Okay, cool. I think just making sure for myself. So it'll definitely start its turn there in a moment. So, um, yeah, and it just like you can move out of it. Yes, it will indeed do that. Probably <laughs> just assuming. Uh, not that I'm playing it or anything, but wild. I'm excited because because you've been fighting like knights and people, and this is like a monster. A full-on monster. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna fling some ice knives. <laughs> All right, fling some ice knives. Do you have to be able to see the creature to do that? Uh, you create a shard of ice and fling it at one creature within range. Uh, yeah. So I guess you can just shoot it on out without looking at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what is it? Uh, what does it have to do? Make is a that... range spell attack against the target. This is instantaneous. It is not uh, concentration. Okay. I checked. On a hit, the target takes one d10 piercing damage. Hit or miss, the shard then explodes. All right, your ice knives. They're out. They're out. I'm going to aim for the eyes. I'm going to aim for the eyes. Okay, roll to attack. So you roll a d20 plus your spell attack modifier. I know. You look very nervous. I'm very nervous. I just feel like this is the wrong... It's the wrong die. Do you want to do dice wars to see which dice will treat yeah, you best? Yeah, but the thing is the... I do dice wars and the dice the dice the winning die is like it's me it's me and it's like oh natural one whoops so maybe you pick the losing die and give it a chance to be good let's just see can I play some dice wars 
They both rolled the a same 19. thing. They both rolled a 19. So um, I've wasted a perfectly good roll. Got an H. Plus, it's supposed uh, to be modifiers. Plus six. Yeah, it's, oh gosh, A plus six is 14. I have taken basic math. Oh. That just misses. Ugh! So you, 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 it's because you're not looking. No. You're not used to it. You Do I get in the like, area of the eyes? Well, you don't hit. <laughs> so. No, but the shard still explodes. Hit or miss, the shard then explodes. And then what happens after that? Uh, the target and each creature within five feet of it must succeed on dexterity saving throw or take two okay. d six cold damage. All right. So yeah. So you it, it 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 is sailing over through it, and the this creature is writhing in pain from these ghostly flames. It sees something coming from your direction, like this ice knife just shooting out. It sort of tries to dodge out of the way, and it, it like it it goes to hit it with its giant one of its many hands and it bashes it out of the way and as it hits it it blocks it from hitting it but it explodes near its hand and but it does not hit the eyes because of the fact that yeah, you I'd missed have to, it i'd have to roll but it makes the saving throw to try to avoid the extra Why shards are you using that Gosh. and it rolls a 14 just saves just right. saves so it i'm doesn't, so tired of these 14s it doesn't okay uh, so that did nothing um you gonna do anything with your bonus action or your movement i guess i could do a bonus action but like and for what? <laughs> I don't know to do something. I'm gonna cast friends. I'm not. That is not a bonus That'd action. That'd be very and funny. It's concentration. <laughs> so is that your turn? Yeah, that's my turn. Yep, it's just Shillelagh for bonus action. So that is my turn. All right. So now it is this creature's turn. Uh, it'll. It has to make a Constitution saving throw because of Moonbeam, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, rolls a eleven. I assume that fails. Yes. All right. That fails. Roll your two d ten. Delicious. And also, I think that in future actions future turns i believe a bonus action is to move your moonbeam so you can also i i it's i thought it would be a bonus action as well but on each of your turns after you cast a spell you can use an action to that's move the beam. so wild it's powerful so I, you gotta nerf it somehow i guess yeah all right so roll your 2d10 because it does start its turn there before it moves out of that space okay um it takes 11 points of damage all right that's not bad honey that's not bad i'm i'll deal with that All right, it screams out once more in this. <laughs> Sounds like a weird bird. I don't know. Uh, I'll make it sound cool in post, uh, and then no one will know what we're talking about. And it 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 screams as it it kind of pulls itself up by its eight legs and begins to sort of march its way over in the direction it saw uh, the ice knife come from. And uh, it's actually kind of a slow-moving creature, and so you're you're sort of at a place that's about like 40 feet away from it, and it makes it about halfway towards you, which I did not realize until I looked down at my speed for this creature. <laughs> and so it is making its way towards you, and I think actually since I can't really do anything else, it'll use its full action to try to make its way. And so it is coming now, about at the crest of the entrance of the cave where you are. So it is very very close to you. Let's say you're about. 45 feet away it, it, okay. it used its full movement to move all the way to the kind of area and what i love about dnd is we both just like stared we both were just like we can't do anything well this is all happening this. within the same six seconds i know but it's i still think it's funny it's it's as funny as like you have to blink every every six seconds all right and i think that is going to be its entire turn and now it is alex's turn all right 
Bring out something clutch, babe. <laughs> so, looking at Alex's spells, I want to say I did not take a look at them before this session. <laughs> I want to say that I'm trying to keep her as, even though she is like my DMPC, I am, I'm still not trying to metagame with her. I am trying to make her be sort of like an objective. Is this, does this end in you saying good news or bad news? Good news. Ah! Assist, assistance to you. So I, I try not to, I try not to like make her make decisions in the story because mm -hmm. this is your story. She's your companion. Um, I just looked at her spells and she says <laughs> she has to take a risk. She thinks, she closes her eyes and thinks really deeply and then immediately opens her eyes and has this realization of something she knows. She hasn't done it many times. And she thinks, she looks at you and she says, is it okay if I take a risk? What? And she closes her eyes and she steps out <gasps> and she opens her eyes because she has to see the creature to, to... But you don't have to make eye contact with the creature to see it. You can just look at the little... The, it has she, eight no, fucking little wait, legs. It's still dangerous. It's still dangerous. She's not looking directly into its eyes, but she is looking sort of over in its direction. And she holds... Soft gaze. Soft gaze. She, she holds her... Uh, her like shield out and and grabs onto her holy symbol and she is going to try to cast blindness oh, on it. Oh, this is either sick as shit or it's going to be so sad. I'm so scared to roll cuz I have to roll against myself. Okay, I'm nervous. It fails. Okay. All right. No, okay. no the the creature fails. And it I make fails? Hold on, hold on. You, you rolled a nine. And it, and the creature was rolling constitution. It doesn't have plus... It, it would need plus six to beat her spell DC. So she she looks over at it and she holds her Are you kidding shield me? out. I didn't think about this before I made this encounter. Let's just whack it with sticks until it's dead then. Shit, let's go. So she, she casts blindness and it is now blinded for one minute. For one, that's a but whole... At the end of each of its turns, oh, no. it makes another constitution saving throw, so it can continue to try to fend off the blindness. Okay, so we just gotta kick the shit out of this thing real quick. Yes. So she does that. She casts that, and and the creature reels back. And and if you lean out a little bit, it had these sort of bright blue, ethereal-looking eyes, and it, 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 it squints, and it opens its eyes and it, ha it has a lot of them. And you see that the oh. blueness has become this milky black pools almost. And it's looking around and it starts thrashing about. And its tail is whipping. And Alex looks absolutely shocked. And she looks and goes, I didn't think that you would did work. It! You did it! We've got to hurry because it's not going to last I'm for gonna long. I'm going to move that moonbeam because now... It's not your turn is Wait. the thing. It is though. No, it's not. Is Alex not done with her turn? Alex is not done <gasps> with her turn. Alex is not done with her turn? Well, I don't know. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. It was blind. Blindness had to be an action. It wasn't a bonus it action. It was an action, okay. yeah. She didn't have a bonus action, so yeah, no. She's not going to use the rest of her turn, but there is someone else in the initiative order. And so this thing starts thrashing about. Is and it someone I like? Roll a perception check. Oh. Um, that's going to be 15. Um, you sort of 
look past this thrashing creature because Alex told you to look at it and just behind it you see that there's like a there's like a couple little pockets in this cave and you Are see there babies you you see that like a head <laughs> looks humanoid very sh- low to the ground it's very short you see that like a head <laughs> pops out with these two bright green eyes you can only barely make out because of your dark vision with um sort of this like <laughs> shaved on the side floppy blonde hair. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me <laughs> of Riverdale. <laughs> oh, no. Shout out to our friend Taylor. Um, I whom we love. Uh, whom we love. I started watching Riverdale because they love it and I have been like, you know what? Why not? Um, What's wild is that I love them even though they've introduced my wife to Riverdale, which means I too must also be introduced but to Riverdale. The thing is, and you know what? The season, see, the first season I think is objectively good. And this reminds me of in the pilot when the, the gay guy, that's like his whole character archetype is like, I'm gay. Isn't that fun? Kevin, he's a very lovely character. It's actually one of Taylor's favorite characters. But he's introducing himself to Veronica. And he's like, hi, I'm Kevin Keller. And I'm, and she goes, gay, thank God. <laughs> that's you with this short person <laughs> over in the corner, apparently. What did um, he do? Thanks for my Riverdale uh, tangent. Uh, <laughs> one per episode now. And so this little head kind of peeks out and you see that it sees the thrashing and it like, you, you they're literally, they're not coming out. You really, you just see like eyes in the top of a head and you see a, hmm, let's see if they see you. Yeah. You sort of almost make eye contact with this little these little green eyes and this blonde floppy hair and they look over at the creature really confused and you see this sort of look of fear and they and they and the head pops back into out of out of sight so alkyne is going to assume that this is just uh, a person who needs help but rachel is more cynical mayhaps um yeah i'm still gonna move that moonbeam it's just now i'm gonna be a little bit more careful like whatever side the little head was on i'm gonna try and go to the opposite and bringing it out to the basilisk uh they were pretty far away and they seem to be hiding within sort of like an alcove in the cave so you're not at risk of hurting them but okay i can move this thing 60 feet yeah no yeah and it's only you're it's only about 40 feet away from where it previously was so you move it that's your action action. all right and let me double check that it doesn't need to make a saving throw if it takes damage um yeah, it's only at the end of its turn. It's interesting. So, yeah, it's thrashing about. It makes a con save, right? Mm-hmm. It is not doing good with its constitution saving throws. I'm not mad about it. It rolled a 7. Wow, yeah. So that's going to be another 2d10. 2D 10. I thought this was going to be a lot harder than it was. Well, the thing is, when you make it easy for me, we almost die. But when you're like, now, now I've got it. Now it will be a devastating, terrifying battle. Then you win very easily. I truly, it's just, I can't predict. It's unpredictable. Um, that's going to be, see, it, 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 it it's a, it's all a roll of dice. It's just eight damage. All right. So it takes that eight damage as it screeches out in pain once more. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm, is that mm-hmm. your turn? Yeah. Uh, now it is its turn. <laughs> does it take another saving throw? Or does it, is, I feel like I, that moonbeam yeah, no, counts. That, okay. That, that's that doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Um, so it's yeah. just if it stays there. So Alex didn't... 
moved back. She cast the thing, was no. excited, and stood there. And so it's sort of, it's, it's thrashing about. It's trying to make its way forward. It's also on fire, so just keep that in mind. And it's just biting out, and it will try to attack with its bite to uh, Alex with disadvantage, disadvantage because okay. it is blind. And okay. then it will try to redo its save. <sighs> Come on, I want a good, I want a good hit. Um. <laughs> I'm so mad. Why are my dice rolling so bad? I mean, here's the deal. Your dice are rolling really well for one character. <laughs> I want my monster to roll well. I rolled a natural one for the audience, and it, it, it literally tries to take a chomp out of Alex. She ducks down, and it bites into a big piece of rock on the side. Mm. And with that pain, it reels back, and it gets to retake its constitution saving throughout the end of its turn. Okay. Um, fucking failed again. <laughs> I'm only rolling sevens. And failed one. again. Oh, okay. I got to purge all of my dice. I hate it so much. <laughs> uh, it is still blind. And now it is Alex's turn. And That's my girl. Alex is going mm-hmm. to. Um, yes. She's going to, you know, she's kind of using her shield very prominently here. And so she's going to pull her quarter staff out and, and bang uh, her <laughs> quarterstaff against her shield. smack it shield, with a stick. Uh, and it just going to go ding. And she's going to try to toll the dead <gasps> on it. Uh, so it has to make a wisdom saving throw. I'm going to use a different... I don't trust any of my dice. I'm so upset. Um, that fails. See, they were working fine for Alex. And she rolls max damage. This thing so is not looking good. The thing it is, like, you're rolling really well <laughs> for Alex. So the dead is told. These ghostly <laughs> flames are wreathing off of it. You hear these sort of, it sounds like church bells. These you know what I ghostly love? Can I just bells. say for flavor that, like, I brought in, like, druidic ghostly flames? And she's and bringing she's in, like, the, holy the more structured holy flames. And yeah. together, it's a lot of ghostly flames. <laughs> And so the dead is told these like kind of like ghostly sounding ethereal church bells ring in this creature's ears. If anything, it's just senses are being completely attacked. It's not even like physical attacks. It's like it feels like its brain is exploding as it continues to thrash about and try to rip its claws and teeth at Alex. She backs up a little bit, uh, trying, but she's trying to stay close to you. Um, but if she moves too far away, she's now within melee of it. It will get an attack of opportunity, I think. Only because it is thrashing about, I think there might be a rule that has to see it, but I am making the choice. (laughs) So she's trying to stay within it and just keep dodging it and stay by you so that she doesn't provoke this creature or pull it further towards you because she doesn't want you to get in trouble. And uh, the person that you saw for a second does uh, continues not to take a turn. I just put them in initiative because I wanted the flavor of you knowing that they are there. Flavor. And Alkindy, it's your turn again. Well, you see, has it moved? It, uh, it moved a little bit out of the. Did it move five feet? Y- yes. Oh. Why? I mean, I I could do something else, but this moonbeam is really working, so I'm just gonna use my action to move the moonbeam. It is all right. It's gonna roll its fucking saving throw. I cannot believe. I should have made. 
It rolled a natural 20. Yeah, I, 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 I counted. It's a little so, box, but I counted. But here's the deal. On a failed save, it just takes half as much damage. So okay. it's my favorite type of Give spell. Give me that half when damage. When you lose, you still win. I want to hit once with this basilisk. No, you I, don't. You know no, what? You don't. Real quick, Rachel. The, and for the one audience, time you hit, it will be a nat 20 double damage. And for whatever reason, because like <laughs> I have one foot in the pond or whatever. And then there's, there's something in the pond that grabs me that makes it triple damage. And then I drown. That's what happens. <laughs> I just want to say, Rachel, real quick, Rachel, I want to say, um, I almost nerfed this creature. And you didn't nerf it? This is unnerfed? I was I was thinking about nerfing it. Also, I'm so sorry. I realized that our cats have a cat toy in the background that people might hear. We're a very professional podcast here. I mean, Kiki's having a good time. We're having a good time. We're all having a good time here in this house. Um, yeah, I almost nerfed its petrifying gaze, um, and I didn't because I was like... You know what? It doesn't fucking matter now it doesn't rachel because it's a dumb little creature delicious so that is nine halved how would you like to have no that's well that's nine oh plus nine three, plus three which, lol 12 so six, so six points of damage yeah. it's looking bad good it it don't feel good you is know what you're doing a bunch of people are real sad and stone outside so i can't feel too bad uh, and because it's, it's not Medusa, turn. it's not gay culture. <laughs> I really don't feel bad. Uh, it's going to try once again at a disadvantage to try to bite Alexandrite. I think that's your whole turn, right? Unless yeah, you want to do something else. I mean, I've got my. There's nothing. There's really nothing else I can do. All right, now we're cooking with gas, maybe. Mm. With disadvantage. Um, no, because she still has her shield because she's been using it at least, right? Yeah, no, she's yeah. been. It's not like she took off her shield and threw it. I will argue it very hits, much in favor. It hits. Oh. Or it doesn't hit. It's right. It doesn't. Hit. Okay, it doesn't I was hit. like, why did she say it, it like that? It does not hit. It's gonna try to redo its saving throw. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm feeling so bad. Delicious. Oh god. Okay. Mm. Yum 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 yum. Alex is going. Finish it. Finish to, it. Um. Yeah, she's going to cast Sacred Flame on it. She's going to slam her staff into the ground, and these sort of uh, holy green flames will sort of go across it. Um. Actually, it's uh that save. It just it saves. saves. It has to make a deck saving throw. It has minus one, and the oh, wow. thing is 15. So it just saves, so nothing happens. It survives one more round, and now it is it's Did your it turn. Did it move? No. So it can start the round with a moonbeam in it? Yeah. <laughs> but did it move, though? That's oh. its con save, so it takes half damage. Yep. Roll that half damage. You sure will. Please roll low. I want one hit. I did roll very low. That's a three. So do you want to? It's up to you. Two. It takes two, two. damage. It's still alive, baby. Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, it uh, is uh, holding uh. on. But here's for the deal. Life. That's just because it started in Moonbeam. I get to do something else. What do you get to do? The, it started in Moonbeam. Every round it starts there. If it doesn't move out of it, then I take my action to draw the moonbeam towards that. But if it just stays still, then I get to do whatever I want. Oh, suck a butt. <laughs> suck a little butt, you little butt. 
I'm uh, going gonna, gonna to do a battle that hurts you one day. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to be really sad for everybody, okay? <laughs> um, I'm just going to smack it with my staff. Okay, you approach it. You give that, give that little, little, little thing a little smack. Smack that all on the floor, if you will. Oh, I miss. That's a nine. Oh, yeah, you absolutely miss. You, you <laughs> slam it against this hard reptilian hide, and it almost threatens to break your quarterstaff with how hard its wow. skin is, and it thrashes sort of in your direction. Is that your turn? I think that's all I can do. All right. Actually. You just hit it, and <laughs> it thrashes and tries to bite down with disadvantage in your direction. Uh, with disadvantage, it does not hit because I keep rolling really bad. It's going to try to make its con save again and not be blind. It's going to fail. <laughs> it's going to fail. Everything I do fails. So, again, <laughs> everything this basilisk does fails. Alex is doing fine. Take I it. am this basilisk, Rachel. I'm the basilisk. We, the basilisk Each is of us have a basilisk and a tiny little cleric inside of us. They're both gay. They're both gay. <laughs> And that's it. And I saw Basilisk. Stop. And the Basilisk saw man. Stop. I hate that Tiger King has come back. <laughs> even briefly. Even as a joke. <laughs> All right. Literally, that's its turn because it's blind. Yeah. yeah. So um, I can't believe I cast a spell that just nerfed my own creature so bad. Truly, without that, we would have been fucked. But... I want you to know how nice of a wife I am that I did that for you. You have to play the character. Are mm -hmm. you telling me that if... if You didn't plan that. I did not, no. You didn't plan that. So you're telling me if Alex had that in her arsenal, she would have been like, <laughs> it would be too easy if this succeeded. <laughs> Alex is like, I love a challenge. I'm not going like, to help you. We really you. have to earn this. We no, really have she, to earn She this. wants to protect you with every bone in her body, and so she will, and so she, yeah. I'm just I glad just, in this instance that it's, it has a put her in much danger to do so it's just thrashing within yeah. five feet of you finish all. it um, finish it babe all right did you just call her babe yeah i'm really worried that i want yeah i'll just try to sacred flame it again she's gonna be like oh that didn't work and try to like instead of slamming it in the ground just slam it square on its head so that the flames wreath out over its forehead uh, and it saves again. It's so every time she tries to hit it with sacred flame, it sputters out and 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 and, and, and it, it sorry for my stuttering, it pushes its head up and thrashes again and it's your turn again. Person still is not doing anything. Um actually <laughs> is the narratively, person going to take it down. Narratively wouldn't hmm. Wouldn't that be lovely? So you you so this sacred flame does not hit and out of nowhere you hear a very small ah! <laughs> and <laughs> roll it much cuz it's not paying attention you see a very small person <laughs> yelling come up and you see almost this person like leap into the air you just see this you can tell now since you know what people are like as a halfling a small halfling person to almost jump almost a 10 foot vertical leap <laughs> in the air and they have a sword, sword and they come to bring it down and then they they slip and they fall off the side of the basilisk not hitting and they go shit really loud uh, oh my self insert my self insert <laughs> because they don't hit even though I gave them advantage and I thought it'd be really poetic if they took this creature out they land on the ground and they go oh. <laughs> and they just lay there and now it's your turn but they are like right by the feet kind of laying on the ground hey did that basilisk move 
No, it's still there. Yeah, so just. Oh. <laughs> it failed. <laughs> Only if you roll two ones wow, right we now really will it. really are the scourge of. <laughs> Only if you roll two ones will it not die. Mm, that's not two ones. That is very high. That's 16 points of damage. Mm -hmm. This moonbeam that is just the most clutch motherfucker of all time. First it was first it was dust devil, and now it's moonbeam. You and your concentration spells just going all ten rounds. I swear to God. Can't, you can't break Alkaini. You can't, and that's why I'm in love with her, and I'm in <laughs> love with you. Wow. And this thing, it almost looks like it begins to disintegrate in front of your very eyes because the ghostly flames are just ripping apart its leathery skin, and it it fully like it, it starts to waver it stops it's thrashing and then it it like leans and almost threatens to fall on top no. of this little person the little person yells and rolls out from uh, um uh, rolls out from a, underneath it as it falls to the ground and they they kind of stamp scramble up and hit the wall uh just panting and looking at where they almost were completely smushed and this little small person like looks up at you and goes um are you here to help? Oh, I guess. And you see that, like, they are kind of hiding their, like, their left hand behind their back, and they have the short sword in their right. And, and yeah, you see now it's, like, a small halfling man, and he has sort of, like, kind of ragged, like, his, shirts have, his shirt has been completely torn apart, and he has sort of, like, binding on his chest that you can see underneath, and he's wearing these sort of, like, short, like, kind of ragged shorts, like, it looks like oh, he's just him. been torn apart, and he has a little bit of, like, a black eye, no! and he has, yeah, like, shaved on the side, floppy blonde hair on the top, okay. and these bright green eyes, and he's just sort of, like, staring at you two and hiding his left hand, and he's panting, and he are just looks... Are you okay? Are you hurt? Um... Uh, oh, a little, a little bit, but not as much as my my friends. Oh no! Where, I, where are your friends? By the road, and I think, I think Tanya tried to try, tried to run, and I haven't seen her. But I think she got out of the mouth, and I I've just been stuck in here. I got it a couple times, and then I hid, and it didn't see me, and I, I just didn't know how to get out. Hey, it's okay. Uh, we can reverse the stone stuff, but like. You know, if there's any like other stuff you need to let us know, now's a good I, now's I, a good time. I, I don't think you can reverse this. And he pulls out his hand and it looks like sort of starting his forearm, it, it is stone and it looks like a like half of the hand has broken off. <gasps> and so it's no. like it's like stone. He's like, I um I was able, I had a potion that I took when I started to turn and, and it stopped. It was, it was sort of a restoration potion and it, it stopped the turning. Um, but, but then when I was fighting it, it, it broke and I just, I don't want to make it not stone because I don't know what it's going to look like anymore. And you see, he only has like oh a, no. a pointer Bloody. and a thumb now because it's just completely broken in half and the stone, yeah, the stone stops about halfway up his forearm. Hey, let's... Let's go get your friends taken care of, and let's see if we can, we can help with that. We we, ha we have a cart. We can put them in there. Yeah, and, and yeah. We'll just be real gent. You know, actually, we should not put them in a cart. We should bring someone to them just in case, so that way there's no danger of anybody falling out. Okay. Who are you? Um, my name's Alkaini. I'm Alex. What's your name? R Ronnie. Okay, Ronnie. It's gonna be fine. This uh, this could have gone way worse than it did. 
Um, I'm glad you're alive. Can't believe you killed that thing. Me neither. You guys are incredible. <laughs> kind of are. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. And he, he sort of like, he's very small and agile and he looks at this giant creature separating you two like and he just hops <laughs> over it and he's very deft and like dexterous as he sort of hops and parkours over this creature and he rips you both into a hug. The left, you're kind of on his left arm and it's mm-hmm. kind of hard for him to grab onto you but he, he grabs on, he drops his sword and grabs you two kind of by your, like around your legs and, and thighs and hugs you both at the same time. A sweet man. And he's he's kind of stuffed into your pa- your like pants and dresses and he goes <laughs> 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 he's just talking to you as he's, his face is fully enveloped in your legs. I love him so much. I would die for Ronnie. <laughs> I almost did. Except almost I, did I didn't really because at no point ever in that fight was even in the <laughs> smallest bit of danger. Not at all. So what do you want to do now? You have this this. We got to get people. Uh, we got to get some priests out here to take care of this. Um, yeah. I mean, you just left Charbas. You also know that um, there are there are priests ish so there's there's healers within your community as well how close are you to my community you're close uh you're closer to the forest than you are to Sharvas okay. at this point um because you were making your way up to the sunstar forest and oh. you were about an hour out from the sunstar forest and how long and would it take to get to to get to your people uh sunstar forest yeah it's, a, it's about a couple it's a couple hours into the forest to get to your home probably like five or so hours to get to your home so you'll get there probably about the time you'd be going to bed maybe like okay. su- like sunsets happening in about an hour or so you're gonna hit the forest and you have maybe another four four and a half hours to go before you hit your where the, where your specific home is um so you'll get there about like bedtime but how fast would um gosh what do we do with the horses you left them on the road we can we can retcon say maybe you tied them to the trees okay. over off the road like they're not just standing standing around <laughs> doing nothing um but yeah, you you they're like they're like a little bit off the road. They're probably with those other statues. Yeah, so with with the horses, we could probably make some good time. Yeah, and and, and Ronnie said they they have a cart. So they might have their own horses as well. So okay, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, um, my mom's place is not far from here, and there's a bunch of people there who could help. So why don't you come with us, and we'll grab some moms, and we'll bring it back here, and then uh, we'll we'll fix your friends, and we'll. What if somebody? takes my friends it'd be weird if they did what messes with them i don't know i just get worried about leaving them we could put them in the cave he looks at the creature i don't think anybody would want to step over that you know i i guess i I just yeah i don't want them i mean if you found them we're lucky you were nice people i i don't know i wish i had any kind of like disguise spell but I do not. Can we please take them? I don't want to leave them. Okay. Well, we'll just... Uh, how big is your cart? It, it's pretty big. We can clear some of the supplies out. We don't need it at this point. We I need them more than I got need Got blankets, got tarps, got, got, yeah. got hay. Ish. We, back there is mostly a bunch of boxes. We, we, we kind of all trade in different things. Mostly jewelry and some fabrics and things. Okay. Fabrics is good. Um, why don't you go get your cart? We'll find some moss. We're going to find just as much moss as we can. Uh, okay. It, it should be a little bit off where we got caught by the creature. Um, all right. You good to go along? Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, 
Alex, you seem pretty proficient. Um, yeah, I can walk him to his cart. Do you want to go get the horses? Maybe look for some moss along the way? Sure. All right. Go team. Go team. Um, and as you two are going, you kind of realize you're going kind of in the same direction. So you all end up sort of sticking together anyway. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to do like 5,000 fancy meeting you here. (laughs) Yeah. And so you're sort of going in this, in a similar direction and you, he, he sort of is looking around trying to figure where he is and he kind of breaks you off eventually. Um, a little bit more to the right. They were a little bit further down the road and maybe they were trying to run back when Mm -hmm. they got caught by the creature. So you're, you go a little bit further down the road and find that they're cart has been it, it just kind of pulled off road and the horses are there and and he kind of uh leaps up on uh there's there's like two big horses and like one smaller uh pony that uh he he runs towards <laughs> and and he gives it a big kiss on the face and and it's very sweet um and it's a decent sized cart it's like a it, it's it's hooded so it, it's an enclosed oh, nice. cart nice and um it, it, it is mostly like uh there's like a wooden door in the back and he needs a little help opening it. And if you open it, yeah, it's mostly there's like a little bit of a um, sort of sitting area where maybe maybe there was a couple people riding up mm-hmm. front and then someone would hang out in the back. And there's mostly just big boxes of jewelry and and very uh, ornate fabrics. And uh, on the sort of um, boxes, there's this like ornate kind of uh, elvish painting. Do you do you speak elvish at all or read elvish? Uh, no. All right, you don't know what this is, uh, but there is this gorgeous sort of symbol of like a uh, kind of bird on fire hmm. that is sort of painted on them. Um, and he says, "We can get rid of this stuff, or, or at least some of it. Maybe we can use some of it, but we don't need it if it means we can't." Fit yeah, let's them just all. let's just get your friends in here, spread out some fabrics, and make it soft, and maybe we can insulate it so they don't get jostled around too much. Yeah, of course. And um, I don't have anything here, but um. If you end up making your way to the capital or something, I, I can get you payment or, or something. No, 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 no. No, no really, worries. like an no, item. No, no, no. Oh, oh, I have a friend named Edgar. He hey, can what's give that Elvish you... say? Oh, uh, Viriath Trading Company. Okay. It's sort of. I was just curious. We're... I was hoping it was a prophecy or something. Oh, based no. On... <laughs> a prophecy? <laughs> no, no, that's that's Rachel talking. Oh. They were like, can you read Elvish? And I was like, no. And they were like, well, it's just, um, it's just there. You then. don't get the quest- the answer to the entire campaign right there on these boxes. 42. Uh, no, he, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's just like, oh, um, well, th- there's, um, we're traders from the capital and we sort of have like a guild, uh, the trading company in the capital and w- we were just bringing some of our wares over to Charvas to trade. Um, so we don't all work for the trading company, right. but we work underneath them, kind of. Yeah, I work okay. at Edgar's Emporium. Um, it's great. So if you're ever in the capital, please, like, go there. Uh, you get something cool for helping me. I would have died if it wasn't for you. And so, please, if you ever head up to Viriath, I don't know, please. We are heading there. there. That's our ultimate goal. Well, then we'll you, should you, go by, you should go by Edgar's. Yeah, I'll yeah. be in Charvas but for a while. But first, let's get you to my mom's. Yes. And then you can go back to Charvas. Yes. Uh, and so he helps you kind of get the horses back on the road and get the cart all men- all set up and pulled back over to where um, everybody else is. And you see, actually, like, when you first arrive, you see the two statues there and you don't see Alex. Um, and then you kind of hear rustling and you see that she has is carrying the other statue. And, and, and she's having a little bit of trouble, but you see now, like, how strong she is. Uh-huh. Like, she's pretty muscular uh-huh. and she's and she's uh this person she's carrying is a smaller half orc and she's like thank god they're short 
<laughs> and, and sort of and, and, and tries her best not to just dump them on the ground, but lays them down and whew, uh, I don't know why I thought a statue wouldn't be heavy. Wait, yeah, we'll just we'll 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 get him for two people. Yes. From now. But she uh <laughs> for sake of brevity, um brought the other person Aww. over. Yeah. For the sake of brevity, but also because she's just She's a good so person. Nice. Yeah. All right, let's get him in the cart. All right, you load all these statues into the cart, and uh, Ronnie gets up. You can you feel like he gets up to the front almost out of um, habit habit mm-hmm. to drive, and he tries to grab the things, and he it, he's having a hard he can't grab right. them because his hand is stone, and he looks kind of dejected, and he and he's, he says, do, "Do either of you know how to drive a carriage?" Oh, I can talk to animals, so if they've got any problem. I'll- he makes kind of a confused face and he hands the reins to you and he says, I can stand up here and I'll, I'll help you if I can. I can just cast speak with animals. I mean, speaking with animals isn't going to help you learn know how to... No, but I can tell the horses like, hey. I'm new. <laughs> you know more about this than I do, but we're going to be buds. Are you actually <laughs> going to speak to the animals? Yeah, why not? Okay. Gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the duration, 10 minutes. The knowledge and awareness of many beasts is limited by their intelligence, but at minimum, beasts can give you information about nearby locations and monsters, including whatever they can perceive or have perceived within the past day. You might be able to persuade a beast to perform a small task or favor for you at the GM's discretion. So what do you say to these beasts? (laughs) And keep in mind it's first level, so so I can do this three more times. So if we have an issue in the next couple of hours, so... You're going to be fine. I just want to do this to be funny and make yeah, up a be like, horse voice. So there are two sort of like chestnut brown Does this horses. mean that our horses can also understand? Because it's one type of animal. Yeah. So I assume, are, are you, atta- I guess, yeah, are your horses just going to be going behind? I guess Alkaini, or wow. Yeah, because you have horses too. So Alex is going to ride her horse and mm-hmm. have your horse's reins and ride behind the cart to sort of go with you two while yeah. you two are up front. So so Alex is in the back with your horses. She's I'm riding hers, Ronnie. making sure that they are okay, making sure that the back stays closed and everyone's okay. And she's holding the reins of your horse to sort of just... Yeah, Gently. and then you're up with Ronnie with these two chestnut brown horses. And what do you, what do, you say to them? Hey, um, we're going to go to my mom's place. It's in the, it's in the star... F- Sunstar Forest. Do you and know? Do you know? Do you know how to get there? I know how to I, get there. I'm making a dumb choice. You ready? Okay. This is how feral we are. The one on the left goes, "She's talking to us," <laughs> and the one on the right goes, "I think that purple one's talking to us, man." Hey, yeah, I oh am. My go- oh my god! Can you understand us? Uh, for the next ten minutes. And then the one on the left goes, "Holy shit! This she can understand us." Okay, we're going to forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've never like driven a cart before, so if I'm doing something wrong, give me a little tail flick. All right, I flick. Yeah, I'll flick you. <laughs> oh, you're gonna flick a. Oh, and they kind of make flick a. I hardly know her. <laughs> yeah, and then they go. Oh, and then to <laughs> Ronnie, the horses just go. <laughs> and Ronnie's like, "What are you saying?" <laughs> okay, he's just gonna be like, "Yeah, like I'll, I'll, you know, just stay on the road. I'll, I'll give you a little." I'll give you direction as all I can. Right, Just go right. easy on me. We'll we'll take the reins here. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know what was behind that choice. It just felt right in my soul. I love that it was Flicka because of the movie. <laughs> oh, the movie Flicka. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Delicious. So uh, you are finally hopping back on the road. You continue to journey um, another hour or so before the sun is beginning to set and the sky fills with a beautiful pink and orange glow. And you crest over the hill 
on this road and you see an image that resonates so deeply within your chest with comfort and love and that is the sun star forest it's your home i gotta do one more thing before it ends okay so you and ronnie are sitting up there right Mm -hmm. you say hey ronnie you know one of my moms she lost a leg Oh, yeah. She's got a really gorgeous carved wooden leg now. And you'd think that after that, she would have felt like there's so much I can't do. And um, and it's always going to hurt this bad. And it's always going to be strange and weird. I'm not saying that it's not going to be a different way of living. But if it turns out that you've lost a few fingers... I think that you're still very much going to be you. Is it weird that it doesn't even feel like they're gone? That's a pretty common thing yeah. from, from what I can tell. But I can see that they are. I just can't feel it yet. Well, the important thing is we're going to make it not stone. I'm sure that's going to be much, much more comfortable. Unless you'd like to keep it stone, because it looks very cool. But, it, you know, we'd have to do something to maybe prevent more. I'm scared it'll hurt. It might a little, but there are people there who are going to know way more about how to handle this than I do, and than you do right now, and they'll be able to help you. I'd like to meet your mom. She's very nice. <laughs> She's so cool. <laughs> There's a lot of them. I say mom. There's, uh, you're going to meet a lot of moms. I had two moms, too. Oh, <laughs> have. They're not, they're alive. <laughs> two moms. Try 20. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like the horses now because I'm stuck in it. <laughs> it's like when you talk to someone from yeah. like the south and you start talking mm-hmm. in your southern accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be fine, my dude. Thank you for telling me that. You're so welcome. I'm glad we found you. I'm glad you found me too. Yeah. And you're saying this as you're sort of going into the threshold of the Sunstar Forest and it feels familiar and it feels safe and you're close to seeing your family again and that's where we're going to end the session haha <laughs> mom city mom mom city mom city mom mom, mom, mom city, city. If you want to say hi to us or find out more about us, you do can it. Find us on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at Dungeon Wives. Our little website also just had a rehaul. Uh, it's it's brand new, new design. It's very cool. So you go to dungeonwives.com mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. find out more about us, more about our cats, more, more about, about the world. The world. There's the a lot characters. of fun, like pantheon information and uh, information about the cities that our characters visit. Um, pretty soon I'll probably have to put a mom chart up there of chart all the different moms. moms. And there's a lot of cool stuff up there. A lot of art by our incredible uh, artist, Manu, at Alnanus. I never know how to pronounce their thing. Do you want to spell thing. it? Yes. At A-U-W-N-A-N-A-S. Yeah. And 
all of their linkage is on our website and you can see some of the incredible art that they've done for us so yeah you can go to our website um we're also on twitch occasionally we uh stream but sometimes we forget but sometimes we like to just hang out on twitch at twitch.tv slash dungeon wives i think that's all i think that's it hey hey I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you for playing D&D with me. Thanks for DMing this fun game of Dungeons and Dragons. And all of you out there, thank you for listening. Hope you're staying safe. Yep. Washing your hands. Wearing taking masks, it easy as you can. Taking it easy. Um, we love you a lot. We're always here if you need us. We're just a, we're just a tweet away. All right. Bye. Bye. The remnants of the fear and rage of the last war still stalk the world, waiting to tear humanity to shreds. Noble demons lurk at the world's margins, sure of their power and heedless of the lives they crush. Enormous automatic siege weapons lie sleeping under the placid fields of a melted world, ready to spring to life and programmed to kill. But don't worry, we're here with you. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. Join Cobb, Tissa, and Penelope as they navigate the dangerous world of Melta, discover the secrets of its past, and most importantly, look out for each other. I'm Kat, your host, your king, and the game designer behind this actual playtest campaign. And I'm thrilled to meet you. I'm Kathleen, producer, composer, and the one who puts the show together. Join us every week at peachgardengames.com to hear the fruits of my game design and my sound design. Sort of symphonies. Together, we can survive. <laughs>